Welcome back to I Listen to Everything, the show where we talk about music genres, we talk about the history, and then we listen to songs from that genre. Today, what you got for me today? The genre that we're going to be discussing today is one that comes to the United Kingdom. It comes from the UK 90s rave scene called Jungle. Never heard of that. Originally, I had wanted to talk about drum and bass, not only because it was actually a suggested topic from one of our listeners, mm-hmm. but also because I'm interested in that genre myself. And I was a little overwhelmed, though, by the amount of information that was available about drum and bass, uh, and a little confused, too, since dance genres and like EDM genres are not genres that I'm as familiar with compared to like rock or hip hop. Right. So. And also there are so many different subgenres, and like, I don't know where it starts, you know? So I was like, okay, I need to know the roots first. And that's why it's good that our first episode was disco because mm-hmm. that's like the beginning of all dance genres. Mm-hmm. And also we talked about house, which is like right after disco. And so I think it's good for us to start at the beginning when it, when it comes to dance genres, dance genres, which is why we are talking about jungle today and not drum and bass. And so today we're talking about jungle because it is the predecessor of many different genres like drum and bass, UK garage, and other dance genres. And it's gonna be a fun one because the history of this genre may be not as relatable to us as North Americans Mm because it is from the UK, but I think the parallels of this genre compared to ones that we're more familiar with will be interesting to think about. All right. So without further ado, let's get started. So first off, what is jungle? Jungle, like I said earlier, is a genre of dance music that developed out of the UK rave scene and sound system culture of the 1990s. So I think I talked about sound system culture Um, before. I'm not too sure. But it is something that came out of Jamaica in the 1940s where DJs would set up street parties with turntables, huge speakers, etc. And the history behind it is very interesting, but I won't go too much into it in this episode. It's just important to know that there are many influences of Jamaican music in jungle music. So it is heavily related to the Caribbean diaspora of the people who live right. in the UK. Couldn't they choose another term other than jungle? That's okay. So there is controversy around the term, actually, because yeah. people think that it was like a racist thing. Because that's the first thing I thought of when you said jungle. I'm like, hmm. Is this your like... Is this music by black people? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it is. But the reason it's called jungle, there's like some dispute around why it's called jungle. But apparently, from what I read, from most sources that I read, it was started by one of the creators of this music. He called it jungle and his name is Congo Natty. Um, Yeah. And he is a black artist. So like he's the one who started it. And then Mm -hmm. it just caught on after that. And everyone started calling it that. So just so you are aware of the name of the genre good thing you threw that in the beginning of the episode yeah because even me too i was like it's called jungle and it's you know music primarily by black artists that sounds a bit sketch but no it is you know intentional at least from one of the artists good and the genre itself is characterized by rapid break beats heavily syncopated percussive loops a lot of samples uh, a lot of synthesized effects combined with very deep bass lines and usually the samples like the vocal samples especially are found in dub reggae and dancehall which are all jamaican genres yeah but as well as hip-hop and funk so there is a particular break called the amen break which is frequently sampled and i from what i've heard a break beat is basically like a drum part 
where all of the other music stops, but it's like the specific drum part of the song. Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's that's what I understood from what I've read. And uh, yeah, so there is a particular break that is frequently sampled. It's called the Amen Break, and it comes from a 1969 track, Amen Brother, by the Winstons, which is an American soul group. So I just want to play that very quickly. So this is what the Amen Break sounds like, or Amen. Do you say Amen or Amen? I say amen. Yeah, I say that too. Anyway, this is this is that break. Right. So that particular part is heavily sampled in Sounds jungle like the music. Powerpuff Girls break. It does. <laughs> That's true. Ding 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 Okay. Is that powerful? Yep. Okay. <laughs> I was like, am I mixing up my cartoons? <laughs> yeah, so that is heavily sampled. But there are also other breakbeats from funk and jazz recordings as well. It emerged out of the breakbeat hardcore scene, which breakbeat hardcore is basically another earlier music genre from the UK rave scene that has the breakbeats usually sampled from hip hop. This was a scene of the early 90s that started to fragment by like 1992, 1993. So we had two different styles that were emerging out of breakbeat hardcore. One had a more uplifting vocal style with some piano, and this was sort of starting to lay down the foundations of what is known as happy hardcore, which is another subgenre, while the other one was a more dark themed genre with darker sampled tracks that would later be named dark core. And so this is where Jungle sort of comes from. Mm. Jungle has a lot of reggae-influenced tracks, which had been a feature of breakbeat hardcore since 1990 from producers such as Shut Up and Dance, Ibiza Records, Rebel MC. And these producers were some of the first to bring that sound system influence into the genre. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of where it came from. We have the first Jungle track. A lot of people, this is widely considered to be the first Jungle track. It's called We Are E by Lenny De Ice. And this is the song that really laid the foundations for Jungle due to the Raga baseline. Raga is a subgenre of dancehall and reggae music. So in 1992, 1993, Jungle techno and hardcore Jungle were being used to describe this like shift in the breakbeat hardcore style. So you would hear this sound in clubs such as AWOL, Roast, Telepathy. The DJs were DJ Ron, DJ Hype, Mickey Finn, DJ Rap, DJ Dextrous, and Kenny Ken. All of these are artists I've like never heard of in my life. This was like a completely new thing for me. Record labels such as Moving Shadow, V Recording, Suburban Bass, and Rank. And they were also often played on pirate radio stations. So this was a very like underground genre, which is probably why we've never really heard of it before. Mm-hmm. And pirate radio stations are like not legal radio stations, right. basically. Right. So there was Cool FM. This was very instrumental in the, in the development of this genre. Dawn FM, Rush, Rude FM. So these radio stations were very important to the proliferation of this genre. Mm-hmm. And there would be different styles as well. Some were more dark core. There were tracks like Dark Age by DJ Solo, Valley of the Shadows by Origin Unknown, Set Me Free by Potential Bad Boy, A London Something by Code 071, I won't go on and on. And actually, a lot of these songs, I tried to look for all of them on Spotify, and a lot of them were not available. So just to show you how like underground this genre was. Mm-hmm. The techniques and styles were usually traced to a group of influences who all had their own little elements. So there was a bunch of different like little styles that were popping up. Okay. 
The peak of popularity of Jungle is around the years 1994 to 1995. There was a high number of UK top 40 hits around this time. So even though it was underground at the beginning, it started to gain a little bit of traction in these years. The first Jungle track to reach the top 10 in the UK is Incredible by M-Beat featuring General Levy. There was some controversy over this because General Levy said that he was running Jungle, which led to a lot of DJs boycotting the single. Mm -hmm. We'll talk a bit more about that later because I watched a documentary about the Jungle scene that was released in 1994, so when it was really popular, and they talked about this in the documentary. There was also a lot of CD compilations like Jungle Mania, Jungle Hits, and this is also when legal radio stations, so in 1994, the legal radio stations started to play jungle music because they realized how popular it was. So we have Kiss 100 in London, who had the Given It Up show, which had DJs Kenny Ken, Jumpin' Jack Frost, DJ Rap, and Mickey Finn. And we also have BBC Radio 1, which is the UK's nationwide yeah. bro- mm-hmm. broadcaster. And they had a weekly show, too, called One in the Jungle. So even BBC was starting to play jungle music. Mm. And major labels as well were signing deals with artists. But it started out as an underground music, so the scene wasn't really sure if they wanted to be in the mainstream because they were afraid of being misrepresented. And also, from what I learned in the documentary, the DJs had a lot of power. They had a lot of agency in what they could play and and things like that. Because of this, a lot of jungle artists were collaborating with smaller record labels that would allow for more autonomy, and the music continued to be played on pirate radio stations because of this, and in underground clubs as well. So Mm -hmm. it continued to be underground at the time. And then the media would then feed off of the success, but they would also perpetuate negative stereotypes of violence within the scene. Obviously, because we know stereotypes against black people, usually that they're violent and things like that, Mm -hmm. especially people who live in urban areas. The scene responded with a documentary in 1994 called A London Something Dis, which featured interviews with DJs, producers, and ravers to sort of counter the perceptions that people had about this genre. Mm -hmm. But I didn't watch that particular documentary, I watched a different one, but it also sort of had the same effect. And then after that, it's sort of, not that it died down, but in 1996, 1997, there were less reggae influences in the sound and it got a lot more darker and grittier. And this is when we would see it sort of change into what is known as drum and bass, Mm -hmm. which is a much bigger genre. In 1998, the genre sounded much different compared to the beginning of the late 90s. So it really had started to change. That's when we would start to see, like I said, drum and bass, but also grime music, and then later dubstep, which mm. would become really popular yeah. all around the world. Just to speak a little bit more about like the sociocultural context of why this music got started in the first place. So this music was a form of expression for the lower class urban youth in London. So at the time, so this is around like 1990, yeah. Margaret Thatcher had just left the, like she wasn't prime minister anymore. Mm. She was prime minister from 1979 to 19, 1990. And she was a very conservative prime minister. So, like, if we can think of a parallel to, like, North America, she was very similar to Ronald Reagan, pretty okay, much. Yeah. So, yeah, she was a very conservative president, uh, prime minister, sorry. Um, and it's funny that I say president because we have prime ministers, too. Yeah. But I'm so used to saying president that, like, yeah. That's the media. Yeah, exactly. And so many people were left disenfranchised and also disillusioned. They seemed, it seemed that society was crumbling after this. And so Jungle was a reflection of these sentiments. The genre itself was noticeably more dark compared to other popular rave styles. And this was because of what was happening in society. 
And it was also more popular with the black British youth, of course, than other rave styles. It was seen as England's answer to hip hop. I'll talk a bit more about that after from what I heard in the documentary and also in the book that I was reading, the one that I have been reading called Major Labels by mm. Kalefa Sane. Okay. And it, the genre itself also broke down racial boundaries and promoted unification through multiculturalism since it did draw from different cultures and it attracted a very mixed crowd at rave. So yes, it was started by black people and was very popular with the black British youth at the time. But you could see like a lot of the DJs were also white artists and from other cultures as well and other ethnicities too. Mm -hmm. And there was also at the time greater accessibility to sampling technology, which allowed young people to work on music in their homes versus the studio, which they talk about this in the documentary as well. Mm. So to talk about that documentary, it's called All Black Jungle Fever, um, which is a documentary from 1994. I found it on YouTube. So if you want to watch it, it's free on YouTube. It's about half an hour. And they talk about jungle being the sound of urban Britain. So the U.S. has hip hop. Jamaica has raga. They have jungle. That's their, you know, urban sound. It's dance music that goes back to its black roots. It's a time when DJs started experimenting with black sounds. So a lot of the samples that are found, we talked about a lot of them being from Jamaica, but there were samples from soul, from hip hop, and jazz too, because of like the freestyle nature of jazz. Mm -hmm. Jungle, when I was reading in um, the book I'm reading, Major Labels, he was talking about how like you couldn't even really dance like normally to the, because you could never really predict what was gonna happen. So you had to dance to the baseline. Like that's what he said in the, in the book. Mm. So it's a very like unpredictable genre at times. So there were two artists, Fabio and LTJ Bookham talking about how jungle is also very like low frequency and heavy bass compared to, tech to, compared to techno. And it's a lot faster too. And it did talk about how there were affordable computers at the time that opened up music making to a new generation and it re revolutionized this creative process. So it provided opportunity for urban youth to inform music with their own sampling and their own experiences and make music that was more relevant to what they wanted to hear so mm -hmm. you can even see in the documentary they're like in their bedroom making music and they were called bedroom jungleists which is funny if you think about like garage bands like people making music in their homes mm -hmm. they had a term for that too is bedroom jungleists and it did talk about the stereotypes as well so it was criticized for promoting violence but like many similar similar genres the things that they were you know singing about even though it's not really about the lyrics in terms of jungle they're talking about their lived experiences like many other genres there was a man in the documentary who was a lecturer of cultural studies from goldsmith's college his name was kushik Banerjee. And he was talking about how this music is a reflection on the reality on which an individual seeks to portray through their music. And they're feeding on this mainstream, predominantly white fantasy about the lifestyles and definers of blackness in Britain, the mm -hmm. way in which young black men are seen to be running wild, basically like being violent and all that. And so if by feeding into this fantasy, artists are embracing like that gangster rave genre, and they can make money off of it, then he says that is deeply subversive. And so it's a rebellious genre. And Jungle is about making music that adults hate and kids love. It's like rock and roll in that way. It's rebellion, it's an escape. There is also an artist, uh, there was a song that was really popular called Original Nutta. So the singer of this song is UK Apache. And I thought what he was talking about was interesting because we talked about like the multi multicultural aspect of the genre. And he talks about the importance of this genre being from Britain. 
And although he's part Arab, Asian, African, he didn't really specify where his parents are from, but they're not from the UK, but he's born in the UK. And he can only relate to his other identities up to a certain point. So if he, ta- if he has children, if he speaks to them, he can't talk to them about being from these other countries. He can only talk about England and what it means to be British. And so he spoke about how he used to be ashamed of being British b- before, but jungle changed that because jungle is a British genre, but it comes from all of these different other parts. And it was like a, a sense of pride for him to mm-hmm. be able to identify with that. Cool. And it appeals to both black and white audiences so Banerjee, the same um, lecturer that I was talking about earlier, said that for the first time you're seeing British culture being redefined on black terms, which is a radical change from what was witnessed before with other similar genres and other styles of music. They did talk about how the DJs are like the power brokers on the jungle scene. So they're the ones they're the ones who influence the scene. There was a very close-knit DJ fraternity and they talk about how they tried to cross it over into the mainstream, but the DJs didn't want that because they'll lose their power. So it was a very underground genre, like I said earlier. Mm-hmm. They also talked about the like smaller labels. So there was Sounds of the Underground. And this label went 50-50 with the artists. So they didn't take a big cut compared to major labels. Mm-hmm. And they let artists have the final say. They even one of the um, someone from that label was saying that like you have to treat jungle with respect and let it grow naturally. And some of the artists like LTJ, Bookham, and Fabio said that major labels don't care about you as long as they can make money off of you. So it was more advantageous for them to go with a smaller label. And they did talk about the controversy with the General Levy, who was calling himself the king of jungle, which caused pirate stations to boycott his song and called him a sellout. Anyone who was going into the mainstream was seen as a sellout, similar to other genres that we've seen in the past. Mm-hmm. General Levy, he denies saying that. He said that he wanted to push the genre worldwide and show that England has other music. You know, it's not just the Beatles. We have other music to be prideful about. So there is those two sides to it. And at the end of the documentary, they predict that Jungle would cross over and influence major artists. And they were right. It, it definitely did. Uh, drum and bass was the successor, which then influenced UK Garage, dubstep and grime, all very big genres. There has been a re-emergent like jungle scene. So in recent years, there's been a thriving underground movement of jungle producers. Some are new, some are from like the past who are coming back. And although a lot of it is mainstream drum and bass, really, there are some artists who are definitely taking like those jungle um, influences as well. So Shy FX launched the Digital Soundboy label in 2005. There have there've been many revivals, so like in the early 2000s, but also recently in the 2020s. Mm-hmm. There was an event called Rupture, which has gained popularity since 2007, where the hosts promote new producers such as Forest Drive West, Tim Reaper, Dead Man's Chest, Sully. And the scene is thriving thanks to these new producers, as well as the older artists who are coming out of retirement and making music to be enjoyed by the younger generations who missed out on it in the 90s. Congo Natty as well, we talked about him being like the originator of the term jungle. He continues to release music, so he made a 2013, he made an album in 2013 called Jungle Revolution. There was also Chase and Status, who were original artists of the genre, who released Return to Jungle in 2018. Although it did cater to more like pop fans, but they were trying to capitalize on like the return of jungle. So it has been coming back. 
I did read an article by The Guardian called Subwoofers at the Ready, The Jungle and Drum and Bass Revival is Upon Us. This was in June of 2021, so they did talk about artists like Chase and Status. There's a song called Harmony by Originata and Prapa featuring Benny Page, which has been which was really popular at the time the article was written in 2021. We'll listen to that song today as well. And there's this new generation of artists as well. There's DJ Sherelle, who has like a mix of jungle, experimental, rave, and footwork. And there's DJ High Contrast, aka Lincoln Barrett, who said, there's been so many revivals of this genre due to drum and bass and jungle being sort of like the underdog of dance genres. Every other dance genre is about 130 beats, like in that 130 beats per minute range. Whereas jungle and drum and bass are a lot faster. It's about 160 beats per minute. Okay. So these other genres are like fighting for the top spot while jungle and drum and bass, they stand alone as like underground genres or underdogs. And the scene is also more diverse now in terms of gender equality. There's uh, some more female artists like DJ Molly Collins, Nia Archives, and Sherelle. Nia Archives I've heard of before. So that was like the only artist I've I've heard Mm -hmm. of out of all of them. Uh, We'll listen to some of her songs as well. Um, And she talks about, I I had read an article about her as well, um, growing up listening to that kind of music. She's like in her 20s, but Mm -hmm. like, I think she said her grandmother listened or her mother listened to Jungle and introduced it to her parents who were like bringing it back and showing it to her. And so that's how she got into the genre, Mm. which is pretty interesting. So yeah, so that's what I discovered about Jungle music. It was uh, a really fun little history to look into we're not from the uk so i don't know too much about specific genres from across the pond <laughs> <laughs> and i i did see last year this like very short tiktok with Nia archives de- describing what jungle music is and so that's the first time i had ever heard of the genre and i was like oh that's that would be interesting to talk about and so it would also be interesting to hear what it sounds like. Shall we do that? Yeah, let's go for it. All right. All right. So the first track that we're going to listen to is We Are E by Lenny DeIce. want to get to that part with the uh, break beat there oh that's so cool the amen brother you like it huh two sound effects made me laugh almost off <laughs> the gunshot it sounded like goldeneye <laughs> yeah it does and the other one almost sounds like what would eventually be like the spinny attack from crash bandicoot i don't i don't know that <laughs> i'm such a gaming nerd sorry it's all good you can hear how this is definitely like 
the beginning it's like they're trying to use all these different sounds to do something new but it works it's it's yeah, a good song that was good i like it okay let's listen to the next one uh this one in particular was the more like example of it being a bit more dark core so this is valley of the shadows by origin unknown such a nostalgic song for me well you know it no like just the the sound itself the breaks you know like yeah. the drum beats yeah oh man <laughs> it's it was definitely so, very like 90s yeah it was in so many things in the late 90s and stuff you yeah know? it talks about it being in a lot of video games as well that's why yeah you know <laughs> that that makes a lot of sense and then some know. movies some niche movies yeah. had them at certain scenes and the original soundtracks mm-hmm. yeah this is definitely something that, like, in North America, you wouldn't hear on the radio, but you would hear in, like, a video game or something like yeah. that. All right, next one we're going to play is London Something by Code 071. like very unpredictable like i you know it changed a lot in that minute mm-hmm. snippet that we just listened to it is uh, so good though it is yeah now i like this i well i i feel like every almost every dance genre that i discover is like because there's so many different subgenres that you could really get lost and like discover so many different things oh but it's so i don't know this is a good one so far you like it yeah <laughs> I had a feeling you would. Um, I feel like a lot of this music would be in like a, a racing game. Like, you know when you go to the arcade? 
That's exactly what I was trying to find for you. Yes. <laughs> like when you go to the arcade and you go in like those mm-hmm. cars and like these flashing lights, this is the kind of music that you would uh, be hearing in the background. Okay. So next track we're going to play. This is the controversial top 10 hit. It's Incredible by Mbeat and General Levy. That was fucking great. Yeah, you liked it. <laughs> um, that sounded like a, a dance hall song to me, That's but why. with jungle like instrumentals. Instrumentals, yeah. That was fun. Okay, next we're gonna play "The Burial" by Leviticus. I think this is also a really popular one. I'm looking at where this track was, like which album it was on. It's called Jungle Hits Volume 1. So like we talked about the CD compilations. Mm-hmm. And this one is featuring Buju Banton, which is a dancehall singer. Yeah. Um, General Levy, UK Apache, and Shy FX, Leviticus, Mbeat, Ibiza, and Baga Worries. So those are the kind of artists you would see mm. on these compilations. Okay, speaking of UK Apache and shy effects this is original nata you know when i walk into a dance the bouncers don't frisk me they salute me you know why it's out of respect 
classic name, the original Nata. Take it and take check. You get back to my love with the shy effects. I will become his murder reaction. All original junglers. Anyone will tell him no. Can we not imitate yet? Originate because originate. Alright, mate. Stop gassing me. What the people then blasting? Lot of mercy. They're everlasting. Watch him tell him why. Watch this. stop it there but um yeah definitely that one too is like dance hall but oh, with yeah. jungle. it's it's like yeah it's it's um england's answer to hip-hop and also mm-hmm. dance hall and um and other genres in jamaica like it's that a good mix no it's cool he uses the term rude boy which like is it's a very uh british slang and it means according to rootsworld.com a subculture of young street corner hoodlums, gangsters, and other unemployables. That's the term that they use. In immigrating to England, the Rude Boys helped spread Jamaican music to the working class skinheads, another youth subculture. Interesting. I've, I remember reading about Rude Boys and being from like the Jamaican um, diaspora as well. Mm-hmm. So we see that in Jungle too. Right. Okay. The next one I'm going to play is... So this one I actually know as a dancehall song, Limb by Limb, by Cuddy Ranks, but this is the DJ SS remix. you know the original uh, i'll play, play it for you because for <laughs> i'm sure you know it hold on so the original is limb by limb by cutty ranks i'm gonna play that 
Eh, so no one take it personal. What are talk about done? You think me confident? All me have to do is send for the new gun. Anything test dead. You just fly off those head. favorite dancehall songs <laughs> okay going back to jungle but you can see how they're taking like older tracks and older you know tracks from jamaica and remixing them mm-hmm. with a jungle vibe um okay next let's play some congo natty this is called code red too and mm-hmm. um, on spotify it talks about him being a pioneer a revolutionary a father mikhail tafari has also known as congo natty has played a founding and influential role in the most phenomenal musical movements in the uk the uk has known he's the son of a jamaican sound man father and a welsh mother so a mix of the two yeah there's another track that i want to play this is called junglist <laughs> also Congo Natty with Peter Bouncer. Okay, next we're going to play R.I.P. by Remark. This one I remember liking a lot. Alright. like that beginning. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Thank you. 
that one I really like. I like the mixing of like that sort of dark style, but with the more upbeat vibe of like dancehall and reggae mm-hmm. music, the two together makes a really cool sound. The next track we're going to play is called Maximum Style by Tom and Jerry. And Tom and Jerry is actually an alias for an artist known as Four Hero, who started out as a jungle artist, but then would make drum and bass later on as drum and bass became more popular. Mm-hmm. But they would be releasing jungle tracks like more underground while they were making drum and bass and they used the name Tom and Jerry. So this is them. Cool. The flute. Mm-hmm. This one's good. I thought you'd like it. Like it was completely changing there mm-hmm. at the end, and that sounded to me like a um, probably sampled from like a soul or R and B song, like yeah, an older you're right. soul track. Maybe I'm not too sure. I don't know where the sample is from, but so there's another artist that sort of went into drum and bass later on. They're known as Ronnie Size. So this is called All the Crew Big Up. So I'm reading a little bit about him, and he's a Bristol native and one of the most respected junglists. He's a pioneer of the jungle sound. Mm -hmm. And you can definitely hear how the reason why the later versions of this genre would be called drum and bass, because it's very much drum and bass. (laughs) Like, the drums are very, like, central to this, for sure. And he's also born to Jamaican immigrant parents. Hmm. This one, I, I remember seeing that it was a popular one. It's called Super Sharp Shooter by the Ganja Crew and DJ Zinc. So that's this song, okay. this track. Mm-hmm. 
the S, the U, the P, the E, the R, the S, the H, the A, the R, the P, the S, the H, the O, the O, the T, the E, the R, the S, the U, the P, the E, the R, the S, the H, the A, the R, the P, the S, the H, the O, the O, the T, the E, the R, super sharp. The S, the U, the P, the E, the R, the S, the H, the A, the R, the P, the S, the H, the O, the O, the T, the E, the R, the P, the S, the U, the P, the E, the R, the S, the H, the A, the R, the P, the S, the H, the O, the O, the T, the E, the R, the P. Thing there that's cool yeah it goes well yeah i just want to skip a little bit that's what i wanted to hear <laughs> waiting for it to get to that part because I remember listening to it mm-hmm. when I was doing the research for this um, episode and I was like oh this is probably my favorite one it's so cool um, okay so I was mistaken well not really but the Ganja crew is a collaboration with three different artists so there's DJ Hype DJ Zinc and Pascal they're all independently successful drum and bass producers Hmm. So I guess this is an example of drum and bass as well. The the next track we're going to play is called Sovereign Melody by Dillinger. changes a bit. I guess some sort of start off slow and then really get into it Mm -hmm. later on. Okay, so this next one is called Badass by Aphrodite and Mickey Finn. Thank you. 
that's what we were waiting for. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, so this I forgot to mention is an example of the jump up style of of jungle, which is a subgenre that came out of hard step. That's like another drum and bass subgenre. There's so many subgenres, sorry. Um, with various influences, but most importantly, the sound experiments of the bass line. So that one, as well as Super Sharpshooter, the other one that we played earlier with DJ Zinc, and R.I.P. by Remark are all examples of the jump up style. Hmm. And then I want to just sort of play also some, some tracks that have come out in the last few years. So this is called Harmony by Originata and Papa and Benny Page. That was from two years ago, 2021. Damn. We also have Sherelle. This one is called Jungle Techna. definitely really cool um it says on her bio that sherelle is leading a new generation of high-speed ravers who are addicted to jungle drum and bass footwork and juke the london-born dj has been busy since her 2019 boiler room sent her signature brand of low end energy viral um so boiler room is an online music broadcaster and club promoter based in london and uh, i've seen some clips of, on uh, tiktok of the boiler room and it's it's pretty cool yeah, so that was Sherelle, and the next one I want to play is just like an example of older artists coming back and, you know, continuing jungle. This one is called Weed and Rum by Chase and Status and Massacre.
We full of gal and full of gun of dunting at top from the night with a smuggle of clap we can hear the damn thing All about the west and the Benjamin from the river coming from the bottom of the heading to the top thing Don't see them acting them softer than a napkin Shit I know that I like shopper and keep on the banking Fucking up the business them I wonder if I plan him One thing for run up on the crocodile around him And I'm with the that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's like a collaboration with Masika or like a just a sample, but he is a dancehall artist. Mm. So that is Chase and Status, Weed and Rum. And the last artist I want to play, just because this is who sort of introduced me to jungle music, this is Nia Archives. This is called Forbidden Feelings. Influences there, but it says that Nia Archives is influenced as well by a mixture of genres such as hip hop, soul, jazz, samba, and old school jungle. So similar to how jungle had a lot of different samples from other genres as well. Mm-hmm. And the last one I want to play is just the one that like <laughs> probably the only one I knew out of this whole playlist. This is called Bayana. <laughs> track has um, samples a traditional Brazilian choir so there's a lot of Brazilian influences in this one as well hmm. yeah so that's Nia Archives and that's Jungle that that's was great genre. yeah I, I really enjoyed it and I'm excited to talk about the other genres that came out of it because I'm a big fan of UK Garage and so I'm excited to talk about that genre in the future. Mm. But also drum and bass and grime and dubstep, of course. Yeah. we got to talk about dubstep. So I'm glad that we started off with Jungle just to sort of know where all those genres came from and what they were, how they originated. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to this episode. Drew, anything you want us to add 
to finish this off here? Nah, it's just cool that something so long ago, well, it's coming back, but, you know, something from the 90s that I didn't know was a thing was something that I sort of yeah heard in the back you know it's like definitely when i started listening to the music i'm like oh, okay i sort of remember this in a way that like i don't remember the actual tracks or the songs or mm-hmm. anything like that but i remember that sound because we heard it in things like i don't know movies or television and then video games of mm-hmm. course so uh, it does has have that like little nostalgic feel to for us at least and then you throw in some dance hall influences and stuff so oh yeah it calls to me a little bit exactly yeah um, I'm glad you enjoyed it, and uh, that was really fun. I hope you, I hope the listeners all enjoyed learning about jungle as well. And tune in next time. We're gonna have some more fun genres to talk about. Looking forward to it. All right. See you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>